What's up, guys? I'm your host, Trevor Briggs, and welcome back to the Wellness Biz Secrets Podcast, where we interview real wellness clinic and med spa owners who are in the trenches and discover more about their business, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Today, we have Vincent, the owner of Top Shelf Wellness. Welcome to the show, Vince. Let's go ahead and start by telling the listeners where you guys are located and what services you provide. I am located in the Chicagoland suburbs, uh, right around O'Hare Airport, and we provide services, basically just uh, localized cryotherapy right now and uh, compression therapy as well. Very cool. So take us back to the beginning. Um, when did you open and why did you decide to do this? What, what kind of pushed to the point where you're like, I'm going to do something on my own um, and really go all in on it? Yeah. So um I started last summer. Uh, I was a, a nurse for six years, um, and I uh, sort of out of nowhere quit my job. Um, some things happened all in the same uh, weekend. Um, two separate issues with nurses and nurse staff, uh, and I just left. And from there kind of decide, uh, needed to figure out what I was going to do from there. Um, whether I was going to find another nursing job or start this business that I had been thinking about for two or three years. Um, and I just kind of started piecing together because if it wasn't now, it would never happen. Um, and yeah, uh, I started in November officially got my device, um, and have been going since then. Very cool. So we're looking like eight months, eight months about yeah. now. Yeah. Very cool. So we'll be pushing in a year here for your person yeah. about four months from now. Uh, but where did you, where did you hear about like compression? where did you hear about the casein and uh, slimmings yeah. and localized? where did you hear about that stuff? Uh, so at, from the start of my journey, looking into the, how to start this business last summer, um, I got connected with Jay from next wellness um and you know we talked and he just recommended it i started looking into it spend a lot of time on the different facebook groups and stuff like that and uh was trying to figure out how i wanted to start the business um and where i could get started how i can build it up and um decided on the case and got that order took some time um, and during that time is when I, I, I used that time to pretty much do all the business planning, put the LLC together, all that, all that stuff. Very cool. Cool. So how many clients are you serving like on a monthly basis? Would you say how many clients do you, do you see? On a monthly basis, uh, right now, I'd honestly only say about 20, 20 cool. or so, give or yeah. take. And is that for more localized, more compression, more, what, what would you say is the, or mostly, mostly, yeah, mostly cryo um, is the big thing. Um, And it's a combination of of local pain management, as well as the, uh, you know, facials and and body sculpting as well. Very cool. So uh, let's go into a little bit of your kind of your structure. You I'm guessing you don't have memberships um, just because you're, you're, yeah, you're using the, the case inside. So what do your right. packages look like and um, how are you kind of running that right now? Yeah, I do singles um, or six packs or 12 packs um, and pretty much 
majority of people do six packs. Um, other than uh, I have one family uh, that I do a house visit for, because I guess I didn't mention that, uh, mobile. So I have no brick and mortar. I do all house visits or business visits to businesses. Um, I have one family that um, I see about five different people there um, and they all have 12 packs. Um, and if like their son's in town from college, their grandpa's in town from Arizona. Uh, so if they don't use them before they're out of town, I just let them roll everything over uh, to the to the other people. Um, but yeah, pretty much the majority is uh, six packs, 12 packs, uh, local cryo or the, the slimmings. Gotcha. And are, when you think about percentage wise, do you, would you say like half and half are like slimmings and um, targeted, or would you say you right now you're leaning one way or the other more so than? Um, I would say slight leaning, slightly leaning towards the, um, towards the just local pain management. Um, a lot of people that do the pain management, do the freeze and squeeze, uh, the combo of the, the compression as well. Nice. Cool. So, I mean, being mobile, that's you, like, that's unique. We haven't actually yeah. don't think I've talked to anybody so far on this podcast from it. So let's go into that a little bit. Tell me like, what are some of the pros of it? So things that you've like enjoyed the, uh, that you've been able to do because of being mobile, but also like the flip side of that too, because we, I can assume there's also negatives of not having a brick and mortar, a place where people can come and, do their thing. So kind of walk me through that process and that journey. What, what does that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the pros to it, I guess, are, you know, low overhead. I don't have any rent. Um, so that's definitely a huge positive. Um, and then all my stuff is mobile. So bringing it to like pop-up events, bringing it to different places in the community, um, makes it really simple because I was, you know, i built my business to, to be mobile and go wherever I needed to go. Uh, okay. So those are definitely the, the biggest pros. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, like you said, it definitely is hard not to have a physical address uh, to just kind of throw out there for people to come visit uh, whenever they please. Um, so that's definitely a little more difficult because pretty much you know, people see it or hear about it. And then they're like, Oh, where are you located? Uh, you know, and most people are okay with me coming to their house, but there's definitely a good portion of people who may not be comfortable with something like yeah. that, you know? So, yeah. And I know we've, cause we've talked outside of this uh, podcast and you said that you do have a little space inside of a yoga studio that you're using, I think two times a week. So has that been able to help you overcome some of those things? Because I actually, I, I think that there is validity there in kind of that hybrid approach of, hey, I don't have a ton of overhead. Like I, I, I significantly reduce my overhead by having like more of a mobile style. If you're right. using just like one single, like the case center or something, if you have multiple things, that's a different story. But sure. with this model specifically, because the people that maybe are less inclined to let you come over to their house and do the treatment, do you try to kind of say, okay, well, on Tuesday, Thursdays, I'm here. So would that make you more comfortable? Is that kind of why you've used that facility? Yeah, yeah, pretty much um, that and just getting uh, exposure into it's a very, 
well-known yoga facility in our area. Um, so just getting the exposure there, getting my name in front of people. Um, it's been really great. Um, and it gives a, as a new business, it helps, you know, give myself some, some credit, you know, yeah. like credibility and stuff like that. Um, it helps people to trust you from the get go, um, as you're getting to know them and stuff. Uh, so my goal, I guess, over the next month or two is to find another physical brick and mortar location similar to the, the yoga studio I'm at um, in another town over and, you know, be two days there, two days mobile, and then a day or two um, at another facility. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I, I like that because that like, it, again, it kind of allows you to go closer to your clients. So you can go to the city over and find a little spot. And right. um, it, it works well, especially because the case in for, I mean, most people listening to this know what it is, uh, right. but small, like it doesn't take right. a bunch of room. <laughs> you can easily just put it in the case and travel within. So it makes it pretty easy to do that. So being in that space with the yoga studio, and I know you've mentioned there's a couple of other like health professionals and stuff in this place. What if anything, have you found to be successful as far as partnering up with them or getting some of their clients to be interested in what you're doing? Or is that something that you're still navigating through and, and trying to figure out what approach is better? Definitely something I'm still navigating and, and trying to figure out. Um, but with the whole slimming side of the casein, um, it definitely fits their, their clientele. Uh, to where they're already, you know, living active lifestyles. They're already yeah. eating healthy. They're they're taking care of themselves, which is like half the battle with their with the whole slimming side of things. You know, their their body is functioning properly, and it's it's easily ridding the fat cells and all that stuff. Um, so the the handful of people that I have been doing the slimmings with there, they're getting great results. Um, and that's awesome. Um, but yeah, still, still trying to figure out, um, the, the best fit for everything, um, and how to, how to help each individual client. Cause there's definitely a wide variety of people there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. And I like that. I mean, having that ability once I think, if you're able to establish those relationships, then there's a lot of fruit that can come from that. And I mean, what are like things that I had to come to mind for me is like, how do you, how do you involve yourself in the buying process, right? Like how do you create a package that goes really in line with the yoga studio or with the physical therapist or chiropractor? Because the more the, what I've seen with like partnerships, the more you can kind of fit into their billing, in their billing, their sales cycle, like into something that they offer the better yeah. that you're going to be able to come alongside them and offer, like if they do uh, monthly memberships, being able to offer something on top of like with that so that they can right. um, kind of reap the benefits of, of being at the place they are and um, getting the kind of the extra um, stage of recovery, especially with yeah. the, the yoga studio. Yeah. And uh, like we talked about um, last week, I do think the, the, the compression therapy being there full time will be, will be successful when that finally, uh, when I get that going. Yeah. Um, but, um, another thing is that 
they, I offered their staff, their employees, you know, half off all my services because they have such like a close knit, tightly knit community. Then they have uh, a lot of trust, like their, their clients, their customers trust their yoga and instructors, their massage people, their chiropractor, all these different people who work there, they trust them. And if they're using my services and, and enjoying it and having um, success with their recovery and all that stuff, then that will help, you know, get the, the word out there and get yeah. more people to, to try it and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of times when I'm working with my clients, one of the best places, I, I mean, I always say like when you're, if you're trying to find clients in the community with partnerships, like go to the place where your clientele is already there. Right. And like a yoga studio, uh, like yeah. hit, like hit, um right, workout right. camps or crossfit all those places At are really 45, good yeah. yeah but one of the things that i think a lot of people do and, and this can be dependent on how this the, how the facilities run but if a facility is not run by the owner if the owner isn't the one that's actually training all of the classes and like super involved there's some that are but a lot of times it's not the case mm-hmm. the best person to be talking to is actually the trainer not the owner sure. yes you you need to introduce yourself to the owner because you can't just like come in and talk to their trainers and like go around them but yeah. like so i owned a gym for four years and i know for a fact my clients would listen to me to an extent but i'm the owner so they have a different view of me than they have in my trainers sure. but if my trainers told them to do something that's a whole different thing like they yeah. would if my trainer said that they should eat something if my trainer said they supplement they should take a certain supplement like it was a guarantee that they were going to do it and so it's the same concept holds true with this is yeah if you can get in with their staff and you can really have their staff where they're willing to like rave about you and talk to their clients about you like you are going to get so much from that because they have this really big like fitness is intimate right like you you're like really you're losing weight you're like it, you're on a journey and so like when they have that relationship with their clients their clients really like believe in them and trust them and uh, but you yeah. have to first have that relationship established right and your product has to work or they're not right. going to cool so um how do you guys outside of like outside of like the yoga studio how mm-hmm. have you been able to acquire customers so far yeah um the main thing really is word of mouth honestly um and then you know the typical posting on instagram facebook social media um but yeah mostly mostly word of mouth i've tried some you know paid advertisement posts on facebook instagram i haven't had a whole lot of success with that myself um i'm probably doing something wrong honestly (laughs) so uh that's on me um but I am definitely looking forward to to start doing some paid paid marketing uh, and see how that uh, picks things up. Yeah, for sure. Because paid is like it is a as an advertiser, it feels like sometimes like oh, like you just need to do this, this, and this. But for somebody that your life isn't marketing, like it's right. very different, right? Like and yeah. yeah, a lot of times in that in advertising and marketing that side of it, you do need the support and the help to do it because your business, you're the business owner, you're going to sell, you're going to provide like a really good service, and you're going to um, kind of create that client experience. But to get people through the door, it may not be some some people that's their expertise, but a lot of right. owners that I talk to, that's not necessarily the case. So. Yeah. Um, my background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay too. That's okay. You just have to be willing to get outside help, and I, I think right. that's the biggest thing is 
don't be, for lack of better terms, don't be ignorant to the things that you don't know. Because right. what happens is then that is what's actually holding your business back when your business really could thrive um, yeah. by just solving that that one little piece. But what changes, if any, are you planning on making or have you even really thought about based off kind of where our economy is right now with gas prices like $700 a gallon, like all these things going on as a business owner, I think it's important to recognize. I don't think we should freak out. I don't think we should fear, but it's yeah. important to recognize and kind of sure. identify like, hey, this is happening. So do, is there anything that you've been thinking about doing different or um, kind of planning for knowing that our economy is in kind of a weird place right now? Um, yeah, it's a, that's a tough one, honestly. I, I mean, I've definitely uh, have, I, I do charge a small travel fee typically when I do do the house visits, um, you know, for my one family that I'm doing four or five different people. I don't because typically if I'm doing like six or more treatments during one visit, I don't charge a travel fee just because, you know, they're, you're making them so mad. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so the first five miles I do free from my home location. Um, and then every five miles from there, pretty much I, I charge $5. It's pretty much my standard. And it's really just to cover gas expense. It's not yeah, like yeah. I'm making a killing from that or anything. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much just to cover my expense uh, and a little bit of travel time. Um, because that's a, as I start getting busier, that's something that's going to sort of become an issue in a sense. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm only one person. I'm, I can only be one place at a time. So, if I'm spending, you know, 20 minutes driving here, 40 minutes driving there, uh, that's going to definitely eat up in, into what I can do on a daily basis um, as I get busier. But uh, I, I have thought about getting like a, a van uh, or a bus or something that I can sort like a small bus, RV, small RV, something, something of that nature that I can sort of have different modalities all in the, in the vehicle, you know, yeah, like a true uh, mobile, a true mobile right, unit. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, honestly, I'm just, uh, going around in my little Corolla <laughs> with the tanks and, and the casing and all that. So, uh, it's getting the job done for now, but I would love to add, you know, a sauna, um, different types of red light or, or different modalities like that, um, to really, be able to provide more for the, the customers, you know, and have more options for them. Yeah, for sure. So what is, is that, cause the next question is kind of, what is the long-term goal for the, for your business? Is that kind of it? That's the next phase. Would it be that, or do you have more desires to be brick and mortar? Do you know, or do you not, you don't really know what that looks like yet? Yeah. To be honest, I, I don't really know. Um, yeah. I would love to be brick and mortar, but there definitely comes a lot of, a lot of different factors with that. Um, yep. The rent overhead, the utilities, having staff there other than myself. Um, and, and if I have a location and space, I need to fill the space with equipment. Uh, so most likely I would say I'm either going to be getting into another facility or two like where i'm at with the yoga studio 
um, and, and just using the space that they have or uh, getting some sort of van or bus or something like that and, and getting a couple of different pieces of equipment in there. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, um, about doing like a salon suite? Cause I know salon I, suites are like, they're, they're pretty affordable. I think they're on like, depending on your location in Dallas, which is probably more on the expensive side. You're in Chicago. Yeah, so probably sure. around a thousand a month. Um, but it gives you a 200 yeah. square foot, a hundred to 200 square foot to work with. Have you thought about yeah. like maybe that being I, the next step? I have, I have. Um, I did look into one Sola salons. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like almost, it's like 1150 a month, but it was a really small room. Um, it was like less than 10 by 10. Um, yeah, so it just, yeah, it was, it, it didn't seem like the, uh, the right fit, at least for the time being. Um, it's definitely something going forward that might be able to work. Um, but it would be nice to have a little bit bigger space than that so that I could at least, you know, have a, a space for the cryo yeah. and then a space with like a room divider or something um, for the, to have like a zero gravity chair with the Norma tech and stuff like yeah. that. Because then if I have someone doing slimmings and they need their Norma tech time, you know, that, that would prevent me from having another slimming immediately sure. after, you know, so uh, it, it would just be a little tough. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, uh, right now, if you had to identify one place in your business, that would be your weak spot. Um, what would that be? Uh, weak spot would honestly be, you know, marketing and, and getting new clients. Um, that would be number one. And yeah. then from there, it would be not, you know, not having a team of people. To, mm -hmm. I'm doing everything, you know, and not doing it the the best. Uh, so once I do get the marketing under control and I'm getting more people, uh, building my team around me will definitely be the the thing that follows. Yeah, 100. percent Cool. So if you could go back, I mean, you're about eight months in. Um, what are like? What's probably the biggest lesson you've learned of starting your own business, going from not working? like working for corporate or corporate hospital, corporate, whatever you want to call it, to going to being self-employed um, as an entrepreneur, kind of what is one of the things that you like wish you would have known it known whenever you got started? Uh, yeah. Um, get the word out sooner. Get, yeah. get Just spread the word as much as possible. Um, I, I really kept it pretty silent, you know, uh, up until I – had my device and, and had everything ready to, to rock and roll. Uh, and it was, on, especially in November, um, heading into winter with COVID and everything, it was honestly a, a pretty rough couple of months getting started. Um, mm -hmm. So I would definitely would have, uh, would have been great to, to start getting the word out, telling people what I'm doing um, instead of sort of, you know, working in silence, um, putting my head down and focusing on what I need to do, which is good, but definitely just getting the word out uh, and start marketing a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I always say like, I like use the term RPA, like revenue producing actions. And I think for the first like six months to a year, 
as business owners, and I've been here because I owned a gym, I owned a brick and mortar, is like we try to do a lot of things that are not RPAs. We do things that aren't producing revenue for the business, and it really ends up taking our time away from at the end of the day, like we have to make money. I mean, we're entrepreneurs. Right. One, we we want to be financially free, but um, also to keep the business going, we, we have to do that. And so for the first six to 12 months, there's very few actions that matter that are not one of those, like an, an RPA, like marketing, right. advertising, get out events, things like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of business owners learn. I know I did, like I, I learned very quickly is that you can't do a bunch of things that you think that you like hope will eventually matter like your branding and your colors and your logo and your tagline and all these different things yeah those things really don't matter if you're not going to be able to to produce the revenue and grow the business that you desire but right it's it's a hard lesson i mean i think that everyone learns as as an entrepreneur when you first get in the game but yeah most like the best overcome it and it's all good so for you um if somebody wanted to learn more about your business kind of see what you're doing where could they find you your business things like that what's the best place to look yeah, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, Top Shelf Wellness. Um, my website's topshelfwellness.net. Uh, Instagram handle is actually Top Shelf uh, underscore Wellness. Perfect. And uh, yeah, that would be the best way. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it, Vince. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, of course.